Why is America's bird the bald eagle? Benjamin Franklin wanted it to be the turkey, right? Which I am all for. Sure. Can you imagine if the if the tables got turned and instead the turkey was our bird and we ate eagle every Halloween? Oh my every God. Halloween. Every, Halloween. <laughs> every, every Thanksgiving. Yo, eating eagle on Halloween is going to be my new move. <laughs> I think that's illegal. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sizzle Reel Podcast. I'm Alexi. I'm Chris. And we're back at it again, just the rambling, gambling, edit monkeys out here, slicing and dicing, you know what I mean? Chopping it up. Yeah, like some menches. Like some menches. What does that mean? Chopping it up. Chopping it up. What's some menches? What's a mench? What's that mean? Uh, I, you don't know about menches? No. What is that? It's it's uh I don't know what a mensch is. Is that a Jewish thing? It's a Jewish thing. Neither of us. Are, I'm seven percent, but seven percent. I'm seven percent Jewish. Damn, we are we are like some menches though. A man? Does I'm, it just mean man in no, German? No, a person of integrity and honor. Oh, that we definitely are. That yeah, is hundred percent correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yo, so okay, we are chopping it up like some menches. You know what I mean? And whatever we're chopping up has been blessed by a rabbi. This is the most kosher podcast. That's being recorded in this room right now. That's true. This whole room is kosher. <laughs> That's true. It was blessed by our landlord. <laughs> Laser. I can say his name now. Yeah. We're, 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 we're talking now, in a positive light. Yeah. And we're now ADA compliant. So 100%. since the last episode, Laser actually installed a full ramp and an elevator for wheelchairs. No blackmail involved. None. We didn't even have to. I didn't even ask him about it. Literally, I came in the next day and I was here. I was like, damn, you got this room bugged, bro. You listening to this? Damn, he's, he's, a, he's a good landlord, though. He is the best landlord. He came by the other day and um, I gave him a seltzer. He had to make sure it was kosher. He actually yeah, did that. He literally did. He was like, does it have a K with the circle or a, a O or something? Or I was like, uh, I don't know. And all the alcoholic ones did not have it. They were not kosher. So I gave him a LaCroix. Oh, that's what ended up happening. Yeah. And he left without opening it. So I'm pretty sure he just threw it out or something. But <laughs> like that's but it's OK. The, the, to yeah. me, I was thinking about that last night, actually. I was like, damn, I'm just glad that he like accepted it. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was a, a woman in the office and he refused to look at her. So he was he really <laughs> was doing the whole Hasidic Jew thing. It was he he, he, he it checked out. It tracked. You know, I was like, oh, laser. This is this is good shit, man. Made sure the thing was kosher. Definitely didn't drink it and uh, refused to shake hands with uh, our female compatriot. So there you go. Respect, though. Thank you for renting this out to us. <laughs> yeah, he, he walked in. And as soon as he came in, he said, this is a beautiful space you have here. He loved it, actually. Yeah. And we were yeah. like, well, aesthetically, your space. Yeah. Yeah. It's warm and cozy. And like, thank you for complimenting yourself through us. We are the vessel through which you received your own compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, dude, what what the hell is up, Chris? What are you doing, man? You good? I'm good. I I've just been plowing away at After Effects all day. Oh, you have. I have. That's right. You've been out here just. You're more of an After Effects guy than a real editor these days. You know, I never see you around these premiere parts anymore. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, couldn't be further from the truth, though. I was thinking about that earlier. I, I was talking to earlier how being in After Effects for like four or five hours, I don't think I could be a full time motion designer because the energy at a certain point, like it, it's fun for a little bit. It's a nice little detour, but the energy dips so hard when I'm in After Effects for that long. Like I just maybe I need some 
maybe I need to listen to this podcast to, but to is bring it, my energy up. Is but. it because, oh, please, if you think this podcast is going to bring your energy <laughs> up, bro, I got news for you. Maybe it's not just like the fact that it's after effects for four hours. Maybe it's the, the fact that it's one thing for that long. Cause that's how it is with me. It's like, I don't want to be in premiere for like, six yeah. hours like i need to split my day up so like i'll do premiere then i'll like get out of it and go do emails or like then i'll you know do after effects do photoshop i'll just jump around because to me like i don't want to be in one thing all day fuck that like that sucks you know what i mean like if you were an after if you were in premiere for six hours by hour five you'll probably be like yo i wish i could do some after effects shit right now yeah i and, and i do like it for that reason and i i like jumping around but even today like the first half of the day I was in between Photoshop and after effects and mm -hmm. it was just, it, it feels a little bit tedious and there's something about the edit, like hearing the music, hearing the host, like it, it brings my energy up a little bit and I feel like I'm, I'm creating something more that I, I can show people, you know, like there, there's more to That's it true. kind of with the graphics, you know, like you said, you, you spend three hours doing something and you have sec seven seconds worth of footage and it's yeah. like, all right, well, yeah. And they're like, cool. So what else did you do for those three hours? You're like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Just this. Damn, this looks cool. Right? right. And it loops. So really it's as long as you want it to be. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I have to I have to throw a flag on that one, bro. I disagree with you. Oh, I, yeah? would, I would spend all day in After Effects if I if I could like of all the programs. After Effects is the one I would prefer to spend all day in because with After Effects, like because it's so complex and complicated, like you can, you know, you can always be doing something new in it. But also on top of that, when when people get it and they understand that it's complicated, like they respect it more because it's kind of a it's a skill that. Maybe it's more common now, but I feel like it's a skill that not a lot of editors possess. Like it's a plus. It's always a plus. It's definitely a plus. I, I see what you're saying, but I, just for me, you have to really be able to lock in and focus. And wait, and wait, you did all that without being logged in? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, you got you got to log you in all log the time. In for first thing in the morning, usually you got to log in and focus. Log in and focus. Shut up and focus. Shut up and focus. That's my book. <laughs> Fuck you, Tillman <laughs> Fertitta. I'm gonna mail the first copy to Tillman Fertitta. Wait, what were you saying for real? You got to log in and focus. Uh, lock in. Lock. Lock, lock in. in. Lock in. Lock in. Focus, and you got to really okay. see the project for what it's going to be in, in the long run. You, you struggling guess, over there? Yeah, no, I guess, uh, I guess you could say that you got in and then you call you Christopher Lockin. <laughs> Cause you're Christopher, you were locking in. Damn son. All right. So wait, you got to lock in and focus much like I'm doing right now. Yeah. hundred percent. You're doing a great job focus. of it. Lock yeah. in focus. What's ADHD? <laughs> Never heard of it. Oh, the Kendrick mixtape. Yeah, I remember that. Oh my god, that was that was just a song, wasn't it? it wasn't the mixtape was Section Eighty? I think. Whatever. Uh, my point what is, what the hell is Eighty? What, what the hell? Shut up and focus. What, wait, what were you saying? You said lock lock in, and you're just doing it all day. Well, you, yeah, but you also have to have the mindset. You have to remind yourself that, especially for a longer animation, you have to see what it's going to be. You have to really kind of dedicate yourself to that final product so that you don't get bogged down in, in the, the tediousness that After Effects can be. You have to have a vision with After Effects. Yeah, you have yeah. to see the end goal. Exactly. It's the same thing with Premiere. I mean, it's the same thing. I well, don't, it's not, maybe not. See, for, for Premiere, a lot of the time, like I'm just 
I, I start out, I do the, you know, the rough cut and then it goes to a producer. And then from there, I'm just kind of hitting the producer's notes because it's what they want to see. And it's mostly their vision. And I'll see like small things in there that I, I think will be better. But ultimately it, you know, I'm, I'm doing a job and someone else is telling me what to do. So yeah. I'm, I'm doing it for them. But I mean, the, how, how's that difference from After Effects? The same thing. It's just that like it, yeah. the, the ton of the stuff that we do in After Effects is like real you know, like minuscule stuff that yeah. really doesn't exercise your brain at all. It's like, it's kind of like busy work. It's like, go in there, it is make 100%. these lower thirds, go in there, make these mortise graphics, go in there, make these, you know, whatever bumpers, whatever the hell you're going to make in there. It's, it's all like plug and play type shit, you know? Whereas like coming up with the stuff and making your own original shit in after effects is crazy because you can, it's like a canvas, like where with, with premiere, you're limited to what you shot. You know what I yeah. mean? With after effects, you can create, literally anything, anything pretty much which is I, I think is pretty cool it, it but it is it is way more complicated that's the thing yeah. it's like you it's like because it's such a blank canvas and there's so much opportunity you're like it's a little bit stuff not even stifling but it's like it's, it's overwhelming. Weird. overwhelming yeah, yeah. You're like, what the hell am i gonna do with yeah. all this shit like, it's like looking at a blank page you're like do i even want to write not really nah. like, like, i'd rather just like watch tv i'd rather play video games yeah they write themselves you know? it's really creating in a in a way that's different than editing but i mean think about the first time that you opened after effects like what the first time i i opened after effects i didn't know where to start mm -hmm. and like you go into it and you you want to work in it the same way that you work in premiere and you use those shortcuts at first but those don't work quite can't, the same way and like just lots of small things that you you expect to work the same way as premiere they just yeah. don't all, and, all the small things all, <laughs> two, two <laughs> blink references in, in two minutes that's great did I, oh, did I make another blink reference no i did what the hell you is did? add what the hell is add oh see i didn't catch it i didn't catch it that's why i was like i don't know what that is damn all right blink 182 shout out if you listen to last podcast we talked about blinking literally blinking that's true. so there that's you go. true wait sorry i keep cutting you off man i don't know uh, you were talking about how it's uh, you know the first time you open after yeah, yeah it's over it, th there's just so the much shortcuts to it don't don't correspond it's classic adobe none of, none of the shortcuts work across the other programs it's You're like, very frustrating the same thing going from after effects to photoshop to premiere in the span of 10 minutes and every time that that you want to export some yeah, different it's like, shortcut it's like, like it's like doing like three rubik's cubes at once or some shit like that i don't even know i don't know enough about rubik's cubes so I've, you could probably do three at once i can't i can't even do one i only got two hands yeah but you could probably do it with your feet that would be fucking clutch. <laughs> if someone, do you think so, anyone out there can do a Rubik's cube with their feet? Hundred percent. You think if they can play guitar with their feet? Damn, call back, <laughs> call back. Um, that's how you know we recorded these episodes back to back, folks. Yeah. Uh, folks, all zero of you out there. Um, no, w what I was gonna say was uh, After Effects, man. Like that was the one thing that I will thank my university for. I had a class that was an After Effects focused class. So when I got out of school. I actually knew, I can't say knew because I still don't know yeah. After Effects, quote unquote. But like, I went in there and I, and I came out of school knowing something about it. I knew how to use the program. I could go in there and do things. That's, I mean, that's basically how I am. Where I I learned After Effects maybe in 2013, 2014. I learned the very basics and like how to work within templates and you know not really create my own stuff. And I just kind of stayed that way for like six years where, you know, if, if someone else designed something for me, I can hop in and make adjustments and 
kind of kind of figure out what someone wants but i can't just sit there and create something and i'm still that way and like even over the past few weeks i've been watching like beginner after effects tutorials and and stuff like that just because i don't know what i missed like i was never formally educated on it i just kind of hopped right in and just small things all the small things all of them all of them like that that i'm that you can learn on youtube and it sucks because you have to go through like four hours of stuff that you already know to find a few good tips but those few good tips are absolutely worth it to improve your workflow like I, I, so here's the thing. I was always taught that like knowing after effects was going to make a break and like get you jobs and not get you jobs at the beginning. Um, I, I don't know. I, I always like put it on my resume and made it like a thing that was big, but ultimately I don't, I don't really think it really matters that much. I don't know. I think, I, I don't think it's necessary to have a career in, you know, yeah. in, in post, but I, it just makes you look so much better than you might actually be just yeah. being able to work in it in, in a very basic way. I think it, it impresses people just, you know, they know that you're a reliable editor and if you know after effects, well then you definitely know premiere, right? Yeah. I think, you know, what's funny. I think that it's like simultaneously, I think that it's not really necessary to like know and be super well versed in if you want to like get work. However, I think that, Everyone is like low key expected to know it. Like if if you show up and you're working in Adobe and like the only thing you know is Premiere, people are going to be like, no, what the fuck? Like you don't know Photoshop. You don't know After Effects. You don't know Illustrator. Like, you don't, which like, I don't really know Illustrator. Illustrator is the one I'm kind of learning this year. Like this year I went from getting confused as hell when I open Illustrator to like actually being able to navigate it and like turn things on and off the way I need them, change the colors of stuff, export just what I need rather than the whole giant artboard. Yeah. Like, like yeah. that's how basic my shit is right now. That's, in that's where I'm at. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, it's like I can, st- I can like draw in it and stuff, but like don't hire me to, to work in it a lot. Cause I don't want to do that. I well, can't do it. Yeah. Even, even the project I'm working on, I, if I didn't have at least basic after effects navigation skills, I would be, ass up right now like yeah, I, I would be in so yeah, over I mean, my head we would yeah we just have to pass it off and have someone else like handle that you know what i mm-hmm. mean which really it's not i mean it, whatever that's we're nitpicking but i i frankly think that that should technically be on someone else i think that you know if i think this project it's a weird one because we're like way ahead right but yeah. I, I do think that with that project there should be two people on it i think that like I think if I if I could have my way, every project like if you were a premiere person, you would be in premiere. If yeah. you were an After Effects person or a graphics person, you would be in After Effects. Like, yeah, specialize. Yeah, you specialize exactly. But it's not how the world works today, unfortunately. I feel like everyone's expected to do everything. Well, and sometimes like with with this project, there's a few things where you know it, it doesn't make sense for me to have to rely on someone else because they're they might do it a little bit faster than me but they're still gonna have to take the first half of the day to do it and i'm waiting on these graphics to really continue my edit so i might as well be doing it like today i i kind of needed to wait on subtitles to continue the edit to do the social cuts because 
you know, you can subtitle it once and then duplicate the sequence and cut it down, or you can start on the social cuts early and then you have to subtitle three different sequences, which doesn't make any sense to me. Same with the graphics where you can drop them in once, duplicate the sequences, cut down from there, or you can put the graphics in three different times. You're just so much more likely to miss something. So I I basically, for my workflow, I really wanted to have graphics and subtitles done before I, I continued on the edits. I think that the efficiency is key. Like the fact that you know, we had one person today on the subtitles while you were doing the graphics. That way everything came together rather than wasting any time because I don't know, it just, it, it's always better to, to get out ahead of it if you can, you know what I mean? Like even when we make calendars that are, that leave a decent amount of room for feedback and stuff like that, it's like, why not just try to get out ahead of it? Like if someone's like, Oh, yeah. we can hire, like we can, we got two edit days for this. It's like, cool. All right. Well then I'm probably going to, if we can be simultaneously working on shit, let's bring in another editor so we can knock it out in one day and then be prepared to make any changes if needed. Yeah. And you never know what's going to come up. And you know, and even before when you said this project should have two people on it, it kind of does because at any given time, like if if I need someone to do subtitles or if like earlier today, you were busting out some, some Photoshop's for me, like, that's there were two different there were three people working on the project at once and it was only for a couple hours but yeah that's you know that's how it goes exactly i mean and you know i don't know this is by the time this comes out the project this project that i'm about to mention will be wrapped but we just put a calendar together for uh, a potential another project with uh, major league soccer that would be insane that would require like three people on it a day for like there's a good 10 day stretch where there would be three people on the project that's wild and like you know uh the turnaround is, is insane but uh it it, it it's kind of nuts man considering that like this time last year it was like me and you editing in a storage closet basically <laughs> like that's literally what that old office was I, I, like. yeah like an eight by eight room basically yeah. like for us it, it, you know that we're just biased from the new york shit like we looked at it we're like wow this is nice and spacious and mm-hmm. then like if someone from fucking dallas came in they'd be like the fuck is this? How you pay how much for this shit? You know what I'm saying? In Dallas, you can buy a goddamn warehouse probably for like for like twenty bucks a month yeah, or right. some shit. Smaller than my walk-in closet. That really, really it probably is. Honestly, it's, in the, you know I'm talking Dallas. You don't even have to go that far. You probably go out to Jersey and they got bigger shit there. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? America needs to chill with have having all that land. You know what I mean? Like we we need to relax. We need we need to start like getting more cities and shit. People they, out here who are living with a bunch of lands, I don't know about that. Yeah, you got to spread like an eagle. Yeah, fly like an eagle. That's like America. Yeah, America, man. Bald eagles. Yo, why is America's bird the bald eagle? Like, that shit's bald as hell. I don't but, know. I think, I think didn't uh, Benjamin Franklin wanted it to be the turkey, right? Which I am all for. Sure. Like, give me a turkey as the bird. That is so chill. And the turkey had the greatest fall from grace because it was almost the bird. And now we just eat the shit out of it like every holiday. It's pretty like, delicious. Ah, cool. Now we're going to eat a motherfucking bird. Can you imagine if the if the tables got turned and instead the turkey was our bird and we ate eagle every Halloween? Oh, every my Halloween, God. Every, Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> every, every Thanksgiving. Yo, eating eagle on Halloween is going to be my new move. <laughs> I think that's illegal. If I, is it illegal to eat an eagle? Probably. I, a bald not, eagle is I'm probably a protected species. Why is it protected? There's it's so ama- fucking many of them. Know, it's man. not endangered. I, I don't know. They it's literally live in Alaska. I, do they? they? There's a ton well, of Well, Alaska's America. 
That's do well, they live in Canada? Alaska didn't become America until like less than a hundred years ago. Just saying, people out here think that like Alaska was America. We fought World War II, and Alaska wasn't even America yet. Just just putting that out there. That's again, I don't know if that's true. You might want to fact check me there, but uh, I might be talking out of my proverbial pocket. I want to say yeah. Hawaii was in the fifties. I, I can't tell you about. I think Alaska. I think I think we fought World War II, and neither Hawaii nor Alaska were states. But that that could be wrong. Damn. So this says that bald eagles were removed from the federal list of threatened and endangered species in 2007, and they're not protected under the Endangered Species Act. However, they're still protected by the Bald and Golden Eagle Protection Act and the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. They got double protection. They used to have triple protection. Um, I... I think that's fucked up. I think three protections is way too much for a bird. I think we need to, especially with the bald eagle, eliminate protections and let's eat that motherfucking bird. That's how I feel. The most frustrating. I I love birds. I think they're cool. I just think that the eagle, I think think maybe the nation needs a reality check. Let's eat the eagle and see what happens. That's all I'm saying. You know, Canadian geese at at the school that I went to, the college I went to, University of North Florida, Mm -hmm. it was on a like a nature preserve. So all the Canadian geese there, there are hundreds of them every day, mm-hmm. shitting all over the sidewalk. Flocking, honking. Honking. Dude, dude, such assholes. And they they literally, we had a full-time pressure washing crew that was just always on campus pressure washing the sidewalks because there's so much goose more, shit. More, okay, but, well, let me ask you a question before you get to that. More honking. Where you lived with the geese or Knickerbocker Avenue in Brooklyn? Mm, I'm going with Knickerbocker. Whoa, I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was going to be a toss up. The, but the geese didn't honk a lot. They would just like, kind of hiss sometimes and and (laughs) (laughs) kind of hiss and they they you know they'd get big and then they'd act all tough but you know what were you in the the middle of no i was in the middle of they were so frustrating because when you're on campus driving to the parking garage that was overfilled because they they give out too many parking passes you would get held up by these geese who are crossing Crossing the the road but and I don't advocate for the the killing of geese or birds, but it was okay. it was frustrating. Sometimes you just want to plow right through them with your car, but each goose that you hit was like a five thousand dollar fine because it was, a, it was on a nature should, preserve. You should not be plowing through geese with a car, that, dude. Sometimes no. you're late for class and you're like, this goose is worth less than me what being if, so five minutes me, early let me, for let class. Me, let me ask you a question: If you showed up late for class and the professor was like. You're late again. Could you be like, yeah, there was a bunch of geese on the road. Like I, and I'm legally not allowed to do anything about that. So I don't know. What professor doesn't care. Professor would be like, well, what if the professor was a goose? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, you're late for class. <laughs> Damn. Untitled goose professor. It would make, yeah, that's a great game. That's a good game. A good game. It's a good playthrough. It was like, I don't know, a couple, a couple hours. hours. It's yeah. fucking awesome. I, I love that thing. A little puzzle. Apparently they um, released some update to it or something. I don't really know. Oh, for real? It's either an update or they like they released it for another system or some shit. I have no okay, idea. I think I think maybe um, it came for another Alaska system. Alaska became a state in 1959. Wow, 50 fucking nine, dude. So like that uh, that's 61 years ago. Alaska became a state. That's fucking crazy, dude. Alaska has been a state for there was you. You probably have like you probably know people who are alive what to see Alaska become a state. Like all of us probably know people. Who, Absolutely. That's insane. All our grandparents. Like, and, and we're out here like talking about everyone's out here, like talking about, you know, America and shit like that. I don't want to get political with it, but like that, that's just a little bit bonkers that we in our like grandparents time, we were only this many states and then we gained this one and this one. Like, I think American expansion 
still a very real thing and that's kind of a problem we need to chill with that shit i, you know th- I, I think mean? the goal was always just to get to a nice round number like 50 hey, if, if, <laughs> you think that's yeah, yeah absolutely i think if, if, if we want to take on another state we're just going to merge the dakotas so we can stay at 50 I or think, maybe the carolinas i think i think we should merge the dakotas i think we should merge the carolinas i think merge the virginias um cut mm. off florida <laughs> those are those those are my my big ticket items you well know? texas is going to secede eventually right i think all the states that are shaped like squares you know out there out west uh, yeah. merge them yeah they're they're call all it, one big state to call me it I squarestan squarestan no, i don't know no i don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think know. they'd they'd fuck with the stand. americans don't fuck with their stands you yeah know they I mean? don't they don't unless it's flat stanley flat stanley oh, oh. represent Dude, we got so off track. Uh, we were talking about After Effects. Wait, what's what's the name of the chef? What chef? The, the one that goes down the Mississippi. Oh, Mimmel. Mimmel. Okay. It's, nah, some people say he's chef. Some people say he's a gnome. Oh, no, he's a gnome. Really okay. knows. If you guys are he's, interested, he's what that means? Google M I M A L Mimmel. It's Mimmel. The, it's all the states that line up on the Mississippi River. The the Mimmels are nimbies. The Mimmels are the Mimmels nimbies. Probably they seem like not in my backyard people, right? Mm, yeah, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. So, I mean, that's that's the thing, dude. With every state, it's like the cities. Everyone is very chill. It feels like, yeah. and then as you get outside of the cities, people start like getting cagey and they're like, I don't know. I don't know if I trust anyone else. And it's like, well, it's because you don't live near anyone else. Like I have the exact opposite problem. When I go to like remote places, like when I'm going to bed and it's too quiet, I'm like the fuck is going on? What the fuck is out there? I remember like we had, uh, we worked the U S open a few years ago and it was, uh, out in Southampton, like out on long Island. Right. Yeah. So it's like suburbs, like suburbs town. There ain't shit there. And, uh, I was staying at an Airbnb and I was like the way that it worked out is cause I was coming in local. Everyone else was flying in from the West coast. They were staying at some hotel and I got an Airbnb. So I was the only one in the Airbnb. And at the first night, I remember going to bed and I was like, I can't hear anything. There's no like cars. There's no like kind of helicopter. Noise. There's literally nothing. Yeah. No, no trains going by. No, no like, one honking. No fire engines. None of that random like, I don't know, din is din the right word. None of that random noise that we hear that kind of just settles low and is just like this low, low decibel just kind of warble that we hear all night that like calms us. You know what I mean? Like it, there's none of that. And so I was just I was like literally freaked out the first night. I slept with the rest of the lights in the house on. I left wow. all the lights on except for in my room because I was like, well, it's not a not my electricity bill. B, <laughs> like who the fuck knows who's out here? But that's kind of the problem is that I don't trust, you know, the motherfuckers who all. It's weird because the, the people who are out there feel the same way about the city. I know. I know. They, that's what I'm saying. That's so weird. They come here and they're like, it's so dangerous. Like, aren't you afraid that you get robbed? Like, who, who's going to get robbed, bro? There's like a hundred people live in my building. Like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But it is, it is what it is. Um, Look, let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, views, metrics, numbers, and, and how stupid I personally think they are. And I don't know if you feel the same trash. way. You think they're trash? trash. Damn, I was trying to Completely tease. Completely made up. I was trying to tease, but oh, now I'm folks, sorry. you can just tune out. It's uh, no, all actually, good. you know, sometimes oh, they matter. They matter. Oh, oh well, maybe Look, we'll, they hey, matter. we'll have to find out. The numbers out. matter. The numbers might matter. We'll have to find out after this break. Okay. 
Chris, you like candles? I love candles. You're a big candle fan? Big candle fan. Like number one candle guy? Yeah. Well, uh, like number two. Number two. How many candles you got at home? I got like three or four. You th- I think you could use a couple more candles. I think I probably could too. Where where can I get some? Well, I know about this one place. It's called Smells Like, and uh, they are a fragrance and scent company. They're here to bring you thoughtfully curated candles. They invoke nostalgia. They'll transport you, Chris, to a place in time. You know, I've heard that that scent is, is tied to your memory more than any other sense. That's what they say, um, but you know, you'll never really know unless you order some candles, and you can do that if you go to smellslikebk.com and enter the code SIZZLE. You'll get 20% off with that, and you know, we're working from home. Now is a time when you probably could use more candles than ever, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta have a, a nice scent while you're working, and it'll help you concentrate and help you now. Yeah, well, what I always hear is you got to put one candle near where you work and light it only when you're working. So that way you kind of get, you know, you start thinking about, okay, this is my work scent. I'm in work mode. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's very that. smart. It's a little life hack. It's a life hack, especially if you're in like a small New York apartment. Everything feels like the office. How do you break it up? You know, you, you said light. that was smellslikebk.com? Smellslikebk.com. Enter the code sizzle and you'll get 20% off. All right. I think I'll do that. All right, guys, we're back. We are a uh, big shout out to our sponsors who you just heard from or maybe didn't hear from. Who maybe, cares? Maybe we don't have any sponsors yet. I mean, they're great. They're amazing. Who cares? Adobe <laughs> sponsors us now. It's great. I wish Adobe sponsored right. us. It's more likely that you heard an ad about a candle or something like that before this. Oh, they maybe. are actually really good. We Those got candles, one burning right now. Yo. Oh, my God. We do. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> blow that out before we yeah, leave. Yeah, that thing is looking dangerous. All the wax is melted, man. That's crazy. That's you didn't cut the wick right. I did not know you had to cut wicks. Until yeah, I'm learning. until Amy told me, like last week or earlier. Yeah, we're so good at cutting. Week. It's just the, the wicks through. Yeah, off. man. You know. Oh, if I can, can I cut a wick with the blade tool? Yeah. In that no, case, I don't think you oh, can. Well, then I guess I'm not cutting the wick on the candle. You should just use scissors, dude. Look, let's get into it. We're talking about views, metrics, numbers, all that kind of shit. So here's something I want to talk about. All right. They said that this NBA Finals. I might. I might be. I look. I might, I might be talking out of pocket, but I believe that they said this NBA finals was the lowest rated finals that had ever happened or the ratings were way lower than other games or some shit. They said something about it, right? Like, why do you think the ratings were so low? Well, I mean, COVID obviously has something to do with it. I think sports viewership has been kind of down. What does COVID the board? have to do with it? I'm being serious. I'm not trying to make a joke. Like, what does COVID have to Honestly, do with it? Honestly, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. But just everything I've read is that kind of TV numbers are down across the board. Sports are mostly down across the board. I think a couple have, I think like UFC has gone up a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, sports just aren't doing as well. And maybe it's streaming. I know I personally, I streamed pretty much all the NBA games because yeah. the TNT app is complete garbage TNT app is trash it's terrible and it's just easier for me what like when i type nba into into my browser a streaming site is the first result you know like right. it, it's saved and it pops up and it's just easier like i don't have to go from the espn app on certain nights for the eastern conference finals to the tnt for the western conference like i don't have to know yeah. what channel it's on i can just go to it and it, it plays and it plays just as well as it does on the apps Maybe that's part of it. Also, you know, Lakers. You think maybe the matchup wasn't that good? Matchup maybe wasn't great. And like, uh, that's so that's another, that's one thing I think about, right? Is if you 
were working on the broadcast, say you were a director, say you were even just doing like music clearance. I don't know. Say you're just part of the team that's working on that broadcast. How do you care about the about the ratings? I feel like if I was working on a live sports broadcast, I wouldn't give a flying fuck about the TV ratings. I'd be like, dude, the where the way I'm going to measure the metrics is by like looking at social media and seeing how much of an impact it had on people. I don't really care about what the Nielsen ratings are. Who gives a fuck about that? I don't care about how many many people who you could measure with your outdated system tuned in. I care about the effect it had culturally. Like that makes more sense. And also, did we put out a pro- product that we enjoyed? You know what I mean? Like I just don't Nielsen ratings and all that shit don't I, that's an outdated system. I mean, I yeah, I personally had a great time with the, the NBA bubble. I thought it was a lot of fun. I watched pretty much every matchup. Maybe there were some some uh, some round ones that I didn't really completely yeah. watch, but that's what I would do. I would go home every night and watch that. Mm-hmm. Like, or we'd stay here late and watch down the projector. Yeah. That was a hell of a time. I had a great time, but I do agree that the Nielsen ratings might be talking out of school because I don't totally know, but it, yeah. it's such a small representative uh, example of people who are watching like it's a very specific set of people who have this box that's hooked up to to their cable television like i don't have cable i don't and i don't know if they get ratings from from the espn app from the tnt app i don't know if that factors into those tv numbers that they're talking about these days i just feel like if i worked on that broadcast i wouldn't give a fuck about any ratings because to me it's like dude there's some you just got to do your job like you know it's like you said if the matchup's not good the ratings aren't going to be good and that's not that's not anything you can control like the the music that you license or the highlight packages that you run aren't going to make a fucking difference about that like you're not going to get the fucking Celtics in the final just by like changing the shots you use you know what I mean so I I really don't think that 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 number matters at all and I hate the way that like people try to make it a story sometimes there's some people who are just out here like you know they're like oh the reason numbers low is because like the nba is trash and it's a bad product it's like nah fuck off like that has nothing to do with the product that they put out in terms of their you know the television show that they make because that's what it is 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 good like it's a good visual product it looks it looks good yeah absolutely i don't think that the numbers even if the if they're real then i don't think that's a reflection of the way that it's shot or the way that it was produced and presented this year i thought they did an amazing job all things considered i think they did better coming back like restarting than any any other league did i think i mean they had a great they did great and they i don't think they had any positive covid tests like they yeah. ran through the playoffs with no issues it's amazing that's, so the, but that and that's the thing is like that's why i don't even understand why those numbers get any anyone bats a fucking eye at them because like yes those numbers make sense if you want to talk about uh you know the the simpsons if you want to talk about a show that's scripted if you want to talk talk about like how something is is doing in the zeitgeist the views for sports and for news and shit they don't fucking matter dude because people are going to watch sports and news all the time like we we shouldn't even count their views it doesn't make any sense like I just don't. I mean, and I get it. I ultimately, what does it come down to? Advertising, right? Yeah. It's like the ad. The ad you, people you gotta sell know. ads. But it's it's kind of frustrating because like it's the same thing with YouTube views. It's like just because something gets views doesn't make it good. But like the only thing that people know is that's a metric, and that means it must be good. If you tell someone you made a video that got five million views, they go, "Oh shit, that's not bad." And you're like, "Yeah, the video was like you know a fucking 
like I didn't even we didn't do anything. The video was like a, a monkey eating a piece of pizza. People yeah, are like, yeah. oh damn, that's why I got five million views. You're like, it's, oh it's yeah, the content. Yeah, it's like oh we we poured our our heart into this thing, and it's actually a really beautiful piece of work that doesn't have a platform, and it gets like five hundred views. Right? People are like, ah, doesn't really matter. So it's it's it, I don't think it's the content. I think that it's like. It's just got to be the right platform and it's got to be the right, the right. Th- There's so many things. That's what I'm saying. It's well, yeah, so You don't know what's going to hit. Yeah. Well, and even so- sometimes those numbers are basically completely made up. Like I- I've worked on things that, you know, when, when they, when they hit YouTube, they got 5,000 views in the first week. And then a week later, all of a sudden they had 150,000 views, but no right. new engagement. And it's like, huh, it's a little bit fishy. Some of it, some of it's a little made up. I remember one time, um, working, on a social media, uh, part of us as part of a social media team for a brand back in, when was this? Probably 2015. Um, and they, there's a, there's a metric called share of voice, right? So we were making all this content all weekend. We were at an event, we're making all this content and, uh, you know, we're like, Oh man, like at, this point this other brand who's at the event is leading in share of voice oh no there's only like two days left in the event and we're sitting in third place and share of voice like oh what's going to happen then like the day before the event is about to end uh we're we're getting near there like if we make a big push tomorrow we're going to try to put out this type of content this thing this thing and i'm like as an editor I'm, all right cool yeah we'll put it all together we're gonna this is a big push at the end and then at the end we get there they're like guys we did it. We're number one in share of voice. I was like, yes, we did it. Hell yeah, we did it. And as this is my first, first gig doing this first or second gig. So I go to like my, my boss. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I can't believe we did it. What, what is that? What does that mean? And they're like, well, it's a metric that we use and it measures like how much of the conversation you have, like how much of the voice is your share. And I was like, well, how do you exactly do you measure that? And they're like, well, you count up all the hashtags and all the mentions. Oh my God. And I was like, well, but doesn't that, can't we just use the hashtag and, the, and mention the thing in all of our posts? And yeah. they're like, yeah, that's what we do. And I'm like, so we just put out a bunch of posts today? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and so that's how we won? <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, wait, so we just we manufactured just, it. We just made a bunch of stuff and that's how we won? <laughs> like, why don't we just focus on making one good thing rather than making a bunch of stuff to win a metric that was weird? You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I think it's like, it's just how do you how do you judge that kind of stuff? I don't know. It's it's, it's bizarre. Got to judge by the numbers. If you're in advertising, if you're an ex ad exec, and you know all about the numbers, I wonder if they. I wonder how many people like how many like if we just pumped up the amount of listeners and just like had a bunch of bots. Just like if I was like, cool, let's get a bot farm in. Let's get a small bot farm in a bunch of different countries to subscribe to this pod and then like told advertisers, wow, like we have listeners in all these English speaking countries and people like, yeah, it's, it's just nuts. We, we have like a hundred thousand downloads. People would be like, what do you think we'd probably be able to sell it? Dude, I, I say we do it as a social experiment. Maybe we will actually. All right, guys, this is what is this? Episode seven, eight, eight episode eight. We're going to try to do this sometime by episode 20 and then we'll we'll report back with with what the findings yeah, are. Yeah, we'll we'll be transparent with it eventually. I'm going to be transparent with it to the listeners, to the OG listeners. Yeah, let's right get away. real. The, the, the advertisers aren't going to be listening. No you one got, listens. Advertisers are only going to start listening when their ad is on. And even then they'll I just hire one person to do it and if we just get in and go with them be like just just tell them that it's yeah. good. Yeah. I don't even care about like the the ads. I I just want I'm interested to see Maybe the, if if it 
if we get real followers from the fake followers. Maybe that's why podcasts are blowing up over the quarantine. You think so? Is because it's so Spot easy farms? to probably right. It's probably so easy to to like jack up your podcast and there's no checks and balances. Like with Instagram, for the longest time before they started checking, people would do that. They would just blow their Instagram up with bots, and then Instagram started cracking down on it. And now, like advertisers are savvy enough to check and see, oh, those are bot followers. Those aren't real. You know what I mean? But like for us, it's like. Damn, maybe we could get bot farms and maybe we could just like sign up on some shit. Whatever. Yeah, say, say you get 100,000 bots or even yeah. even 10,000. Say Let's start with 10,000. Then, yeah. th- then you send it out to a few blogs and you're like, hey, that. we have 10,000 followers. Give it a listen. And then they listen. And they're like, this is actually decent content. And they have enough followers that I feel like we can write about this and not look stupid. That's actually advertising, pretty, you know, a podcast with five followers. I think you may have you may have unlocked that. Think I think so? that's what we'll do. I, should go I, into advertising. I literally think that I'm actually going to do that once we get to like 10 episodes or whatever and start to kind of blow it up. Let's do it. Um, here's a question I had. This is about ratings. Right. Uh, you always I remember when you worked in news, you would always talk about a thing called sweeps. I never understood what the fuck that meant. That has shit to do with ratings, right? Like Absolutely. what exactly is sweeps? And I'm going to let you vamp for a second because I need to grab the charger or else the laptop's going to die. So um, talk, t- tell me about sweeps. I want to know what the hell these it's are all about. It's kind of crazy. Actually, I was going through my computer the other day and I just deleted like an old an old sweeps number, but it, it was basically it happens four times a year and it's only a week at a time. I think it was like February, then May and then November, maybe I think maybe there was a summer month in there. I don't know exactly. But basically everything that we did for those those not four weeks or four months, whatever it was, didn't really matter because those numbers didn't really count for the advertisers. It was all about sweeps. So our our like our our special investigative reports would always come out during sweeps. Everyone was expected to work way harder during sweeps. You couldn't get time off during sweeps because you needed to, have, you know, all hands on deck. That was sort of when the adver- the only time the advertisers had access to the numbers. That's when the curtain got Basically. drawn back for them. Yeah, so I mean, we used to get like every literally every day, maybe it was every week. I think it was every day they would send the, like the overnight numbers. Like we yeah. we still got numbers and right. we would know how we were doing every every day, but the sweeps is what mattered. Like when we went up against the competition against the other news stations, our sweeps numbers is what would generate the most ads for us. And that's how we would like, we would literally rank ourselves one, two, three or four against the other stations. And it was just off sweeps numbers. Would you ever do like, do you think they would ever do like a investigative report, for example? And it was like, Oh man, let's, let's, when, when are sweeps first of all? Like, is there a certain week every year they are or whatever? Yeah. I think that they're during the months of February, May. Oh, it's a whole month? Uh, yeah, it could be. I think it, I think it is a whole month. So for Um, example, let's just say like, for example, say it's the whole month of February and you have an investigative report that you wrap up and you finish editing the piece and it like looks fucking dope and it's good. And it's like January 15th. Are they going to be like, oh, shit, this is real good. Let's hold this until February 1 and run it on February 1 or 2. Basically, yeah. That's so it's fucking wild. So, so it's during it's during February, May, July, and November, uh, over four weeks for each. So we would, lit- like, the reporters, every sweeps, like, two months before sweeps started, they would have to start pitching their their sweeps pieces. And, like, these pieces would... 
go over the course of a couple months or, you know, maybe a right. few weeks, you would plan out your shoots. You, you would have an, you would usually have an entire day to do the edit. And typically you're doing two edits in a day. Right. So it's like, you know, four times as much time as normal. And you're, just, you're expected to make extra graphics for it. Yeah. And every, every sweeps you would kind of, they would pair a photographer up with a different reporter and you know, the, the expectation was just much, much higher. Well, that's why, I mean, that's why we've been working so hard right now with these podcasts. Mm-hmm, we're doing two a day. This is podcast sweeps month. Podcast sweeps. Podcast sweeps are happening right now, folks. And a lot of people aren't even aware, you know what I mean? And that's what, that's what, did you ever get when you worked in news since sweeps were in like, since one of the months you said was November, another one you said was July. Did you have like, did it make it really hard to take Thanksgiving and Fourth of July and stuff off, or what? I think normally sweeps would end right before Thanksgiving, and I think it started right after July Fourth, typically. But yeah, you like I couldn't take off July or uh, February or May or November like that. That was just if you put in your your PTO request, it would just get denied. It was just kind of crazy. Yeah, wow. absolutely. So actually I have this, uh, May 2017 demos, action news, Jack's PDF. And it says so the, the very first page says action news, Jack's number one in adults, 25 to 54 and adults, 18 to 49 in May, 2017. Why would they list that as two separate things? Because that's, say 18 to 54 dude. Be, because it depends on the way you break them up. Like if exactly. you're exactly so that's so how does that that's so weird. I that's don't know. So, so interesting. For example, it has we were number one at noon. We were number one from five to six thirty. Action News Jacks delivered thirty five percent of ages twenty five to fifty four in May twenty seventeen, Monday through Friday. Like that's, it's so that's very granular. Or like you know what I mean. It's yeah, so specific. It's so specific. Shishkin Productions number one with hipsters in Bushwick. Action News Jax delivers 35% beating out First Coast News. I literally have like a, a, a pie chart of a whole, a whole deck basically. A, yeah, of the, of the share. It's basically the the voice share or whatever. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. The share of voice. Share of voice. Like I, I have. Let me see this. Yeah, turn it around. I don't CBS even know what the Fox says. 30 beats First Coast News delivering 29% more adults, 25 to 54 morning news viewers. What a, first of all, what a, what a crazy title. Folks, that's the title of the slide. That's not, someone that, lit- that's a very long title. Yeah, this is, this is a multi-page document where someone put in a lot of work just to show off yeah. how well, well we were doing. I mean, but that's like the whole graphic design department's it job. Is. It um, sucks. Yeah. Like the, they, they have we to literally had a promo there. department that yeah. this is what they did. Oh, that's what we're about to have. This is a real podcast. That's, that's true. That's true. Our, our, our social media managers breathing down our neck, folks. I know that we talked about, I think on the last one, we talked about how we were going to make more promos. We still haven't made them and uh, things are getting dicey. I got to be honest. The social yeah. media manager, he's been, he's been uh, like with a baseball bat outside my door of my apartment for he, the last month. Well, it's because you're not making the promo materials. I don't know how. You want to keep your kneecaps, just make some promo materials. I need, do I need to say that the Sizzle Reel podcast is your number one podcast every Monday in two key demos, adults 25 to 54 and adults 18 to 49. <laughs> Shishkin Productions <laughs> podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Sizzle Reel gang, we're out here. I think we're skewing a little bit younger, maybe 18 to 35. Just, I think we're skewing zero to zero. <laughs> <laughs> how old are our bots? 
<laughs> We're skewing binary zero to one. Oh man! All right, guys, thank you for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, as always, Chris, what's our uh, what's our social media again? I think we're at Sizzle Real Gang. Sizzle Real Gang. On, right. on, on, we got Twitter. We got we, Twitter. I don't think we've ever tweeted. tweeted. No, we no, haven't. But we got Instagram, and eventually there's going to be some promo materials on there at some point. We have a Shishkin Productions tiktok we do have a tiktok page that that's good for beginners if you're learning if you if you're learning anything if you want to learn anything if you want to you know pick up some little tips some philosophies if you want to uh, learn how to deal with clients and stuff like that i don't know if you want to take my advice on how to deal with clients obviously i'm talking about blackmailing my landlord so <laughs> that's probably not gonna be good but um yeah man all in all thank you guys for listening and uh we will catch you on the flippity flip so long later <laughs>